This is an FOU Studios podcast. The Chris Hahn Show. Good evening, America, and welcome. This is the Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. The truth is on the air, and truthfully, tonight, America, I'm back. I'm live. We're back to our regular Thursday night schedule. The Islanders, unfortunately, are out of the playoffs. I watched a lot of that hockey. Uh, First round was great. Second round, not so great. Uh, but, uh, that week off really killed them. I think Mike, I think that week off they had absolutely destroyed the Islanders. Oh, hundred percent without yeah. a doubt. It was, it was bad. Uh, it came out flat that and the Barclays as well. So. Yeah. Like why go back to the Barclays, man? It, it's just a cavern. It's not good for, it's not a hockey place. It's not a hockey place. And the, the, all the players say the height, the ice stinks. Yeah. There. It's not the same ice as it is. And great for a concert. Bad and for the only thing wrong with the uh, Nassau Coliseum is that there's technically not enough seats in yeah. it to be a, you know, a uh, real it, it is. It's dro- it drove me nuts and uh, all the energy was gone, but, but we're back. We'll be back on Thursday nights for the foreseeable future, uh, and uh, and that's a good thing. So you can know where to find us at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, guys. I launched a new podcast. If you like this show, you're going to love my podcast. It's called The Aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a Revolver podcast. So if you're looking for it, just just look for my name, Chris Hahn, uh, and Revolver podcast or The Aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn. That's the name of the show. Download it today. It's free. You'll love it. All right, I've been off for a while. I've got a great story about why I was off last week, and I'll tell it uh, probably in the second half hour. I'm not going to tell the first half hour. You guys got to download the podcast, sorry. Uh, if you're watching me on Twitter, if you listen to me on the radio, you'll, you'll hear it in the next half hour. And I got Matt Welsh, uh, the great libertarian thinker from Reason Magazine, will be joining me at, uh, at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. So get ready for Matt Welsh. He'll be joining me there. And uh, you could also catch me... Uh, I will be on Justice with Judge Janine on uh, Saturday night. I will be on Laura Ingram on Monday night. And I don't know what else I'm doing. I think I'm doing Kennedy on Tuesday night. So I'll be around uh, the television dial. I'll be back on Tucker at some point next week, too. I'm not on this Friday night. So don't look for me there. But let's start with the constitutional crisis, the slow-moving train wreck that is uh, the president of the United States and his failure to believe in the basic system of checks and balances that has made this country an enduring democratic republic for the past 200 plus years. I think the founders envisioned Donald Trump. They envisioned a man who would come into the Oval Office, or they didn't have an Oval Office there, but who would take over the executive branch of the government, become the president of the United States who would have a rabid following and who would uh, have a blatant disregard for checks and balances and a blatant disregard for common decency, who would obstruct justice and do all the things that this man is accused of, would, would, would stoke hate, would stoke fear. The founders did not anticipate how inept Congress, this Congress is to fight it. And I'm not just talking about the sheep in the Senate the Republican sheep in Congress that are doing whatever they can to protect the president. Uh, I I think it's deplorable that they're doing that. 
I, I think that they have a job and that job is to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And I never understood why anybody would take a position as a member of the United States Senate and not want to fight for the power that they possess, the power to be a check on the president, which is one of their most important jobs. But yet here we are. We have a Congress that is not interested in performing that duty, at least in the Senate. And in the House, they are interested in doing it. And the president is just saying no. The attorney general is just saying no. And I don't know that they have a plan yet on how to deal with it. But let me start... Let me start in the Senate, and then I'm going to talk about the clown show that was the uh, Bill Barr hearing. By the way, if you want to get in on this conversation, even if you don't agree with me, give me a call at 631-451-1039, 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation tonight. The phones are open, 631-451-1039. Let me just start with the first Bill Barr hearing last week in the United States Senate. Um The Democrats need to have a plan, America. They need to have a plan when they go into those hearings. You can't just go into those hearings willy-nilly. You can't go in there and and, and do an opening statement because you're trying to get 30 seconds on the evening news. That's That's not what a plan would be, in my opinion. You have to have a line of question like a prosecutor. And the only one on that committee in the Senate last week that I could see that had any ability to question Bill Barr was Kamala Harris. I think she cut them open like a fish and left them sprawled out on the dock. Okay, and it was a very simple question. Have you been asked by the president of the United States to investigate his political opponents? And he could not answer that question. So I don't understand why all of the senators don't get together and have a plan of attack so that we're not just having, you know, 12 individual senators with individual goals trying to question this guy. They only get five minutes apiece, America. That's not enough time for one person to follow a line of questions. By the way, that's why the Republicans, during the Kavanaugh hearing, uh, they wanted to hire, a, and they had, a professional prosecutor question Christine Blasey Ford, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, because it was better for them. She had a succinct line of questioning. She didn't just go back and forth. She didn't start over every time it was somebody else's turn. But you could do that with the senators if they all put their egos aside, which, you know, that's asking a lot. I know. And have a real line of question. Or you know what they got to do? They got to just let Kamala do all the questions. They yield their time to Kamala Harris in the Senate. The House of Representatives got wise to this and they tried to have a situation where council staff, the staff to the committee, would get to question the attorney general. And the attorney general wanted nothing of that. He wanted no part of that. Uh, He said, uh, no, I'll be questioned by members of Congress and nobody else because it was okay for a woman coming forward uh, who never appeared before a congressional committee in her life to do it. But the attorney general of the United States, who should be you know, able to handle a question or two. Uh, It was not okay for him. So I get it. I get why he was afraid. I get why they wanted to do it. I don't understand their show that they put on uh, the day of the hearing where he didn't show up. I don't understand how they had one member of Congress, Congressman Cohen, I think his name was. I I always get his name wrong. I don't understand how they let that guy bring a bucket of chicken 
and a chicken statue to that hearing and make a joke out of it. Now, America, this is not a joke. These are different times. The president of the United States is not playing by the same rules that other presidents of the United States have played. He's not playing by the same rules that the Congress has been playing for. It's a whole new set of rules. The old rules don't apply. Congressman Cohen wanting his 10 seconds on The Daily Show is not a good use of of, of our Congress. The, The people put the Democrats in charge of the House of Representatives because they wanted a proper check and balance on the president. That's it. They didn't want a sideshow. They wanted a proper check on the president of the United States. And what do they get? They get a sideshow. I called on Nancy Pelosi to kick that guy off his committee. Kick him off the committee. He doesn't belong there. He's a clown. I want serious people on that serious committee. The House Judiciary Committee, if there is impeachment of the president of the United States, that's where it's going to start. And now that clown, that absolute clown, who bought that bucket of chicken the night before, by the way, he planned this out. This was not something he thought of that morning on the way in. Kentucky Fried Chicken doesn't open until 10 o'clock. That hearing started at 9.30. He had that bucket of chicken in his fridge the night before. So this is something he thought about, talked to his staff about, and then did. And who's the guy on his staff that said, yeah, Congressman, good idea. Good idea. Get a bucket of chicken. Go in there with a bucket of chicken because it's really, you know, the guy's obstructing justice and the the uh, the president's not respecting checks and balances. But let's make a joke out of it. Maybe you'll get on The Daily Show. Maybe Stephen Colbert will talk about you. I, I, I don't, I'm sorry. We're in uncharted territory. We have a president of the United States who now has said he will not let any of his cabinet officials testify before the House of Representatives for any oversight purpose. I, I Look, and, and I know the courts are going to say, too bad, so sad, Mr. President. They've got to appear. If they want to take the fifth, they can. They think that helps. But they got to appear. Or they've got to write a letter saying they intend to take the fifth, which is just ridiculous over general oversight. I mean, it's could happen. You know, it's going to take six months, eight months for the courts to work this out, but the courts will work it out. And then he'll deny, and then by the way, then he'll violate the court order and then we'll see where we're at. We'll really see where Republicans are at that point. If he violates a court order and Republicans in the Senate say, so what? If they say, so what? The next step is for him to cancel the election. And if he cancels the election, America... If he tries to cancel the election, I don't know that he'll be able to. I mean, he already tweeted about canceling the election. Did you see it earlier in the week, America? Did you see the president's tweet earlier in the week where he said he should get an additional two years? Now, I know people say, don't take it seriously. It's just a tweet. Well, the White House has told us that his tweets are official White House statements, official statements of the president of the United States. So I take that very seriously when the president of the United States says he wants to extend his term unilaterally, unilaterally extend his term. I take that deadly serious, America, and you should take it too. And that's why we can't have a clown show in the Congress. We have to have a plan. We have to follow through on that plan. And we have to have serious people on those committees, not clowns. 631-451-1039 is my number, 631-451-1039. I am Chris Hahn. If you like what you're hearing here, check out my podcast, The Aggressive Progressive on Revolver with Chris Hahn. Find it wherever you get your podcast. You get it on Spotify, Apple Apple 
iTunes, whatever else there is. There's a million different places you can get it now. I'm, I'm all over the podcast universe. I want you to check it out. The Aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn. Matt Welsh joining me later on tonight. Uh, he is one of the, uh, the, the, the libertarian thinkers that I sometimes debate on uh, Fox Business. Kennedy, we used to do, uh, we used to do um, Red Eye together. That's where I first met Matt. Uh, Matt's a good guy, smart guy. Don't always agree with Matt. Sometimes do agree with Matt. So uh, give me an interesting conversation. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I haven't, haven't gotten, haven't thought that far yet. It's a, a little bit, a little bit later, a little bit later on in the show. I'm going to talk about why I missed the show last week. I canceled the show last minute last week because I had dinner with Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson. And uh, it's an interesting story. You don't want to miss that. If you're watching me on Twitter and that's the only way you're getting me, you're going to have to find my podcast or you're going to have to uh, tune into LI News Radio, uh, 103.9 FM on Long Island, or LINewsradio.com, or one of the affiliates where it's replayed, which I don't always know where those are. So 631-451-1039, I am live. I am taking your calls on a Thursday night. 631-451-1039 is the number. So it, it is amazing to me that Congress somehow behaves that way. But I, I was surprised earlier in the week when the Senate Intelligence Committee sent a subpoena to Donald Trump Jr. to come and testify again. And the president was not too happy about that today. And remember, the Senate is controlled by Republicans. So there's a Republican senator, Senator Barr, not Barr, Senator Burr, Burr, Aaron Burr. It's not Aaron Burr, it's Senator Burr, uh, who, uh, who along with his Democratic counterpart, issued a subpoena for the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., to come and testify before the Senate Intel Committee. Now, at last time we saw him, he testified before that committee, and we believe he lied to that committee about the meeting at Trump Tower in 2016, July of 2016. I don't know the exact date. It might have been June of 2016. We think he lied about that meeting, and we think he lied to Congress about that meeting, and there are many, thing, many mentions of, of, of Donald Trump Jr. in the Mueller report, but somehow he was not indicted. Now, I don't know why he was not indicted, and that's another question I have for, uh, for Special Counsel Mueller. I want to know why he wasn't indicted. That's why I can't wait for Mueller to testify next week. And the president is trying to stop that, too. But I'm always interested to find out. I mean, because just yesterday, two days ago, uh, this, the uh, leader of the Senate, Mr. McConnell, was saying that it's case closed. The Mueller report is case closed. We don't need to hear from anybody else. Don't look at this. Oh, nothing to see here. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, said Frog Face, Mitch McConnell, Turtle Face, whatever you call him. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, he says. Well, I'm paying attention to the man behind the curtain. I want to know. We spent two years waiting for this report. I want to I hear from the people who were witnesses in that report. I want the American people to hear from Bob Mueller. I want them to hear from Don McGahn. I want them to hear from everybody who testified there. And Congress should be subpoenas, should be lining up subpoenas to get those people in here. Let the president say no and let the courts work it out. But I am interested to understand why the Senate Intel Committee sent a subpoena to the president's son. What's the play here? I mean, is this just a straight up, we want more information? Or are we at a point where there might be a few Republicans that want to know what really went on here, what the truth is? I, I mean, it's a dangerous game for them because the truth is not good. The truth is actually pretty bad. 
So I, I am interested to see the play. I don't know if Mitch McConnell's playing us. I don't know if there's any uh, any motive here. I, I don't know where it's going. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to see it. Let me go to the phone. 631-451-1039 is my number. Oh, one of my favorites, James from Calverton. How you doing, James? All right. Uh, you're, not in, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. <laughs> What's on your mind, I don't brother? think anybody else would caught that reference that you were giving about the Wizard of Oz, but I did. You're not in Kansas anymore. I, I we're not. Um, we, we most certainly are not in Kansas anymore. We are living on an alternate universe. You are absolutely right. All right. Um, I don't agree with anything you're doing about the president, but I do agree with almost everything you said about marijuana night. I mean, <laughs> I thought that was really intelligent, you know, everything that you talked about. But I still think you're wasting your time harping on the president. You should be talking about other subjects because the Mueller report is dead. The only... Um, difference between the Mueller report and the 440 pages or, or sheets of Charmin toilet paper ah. is that the Mueller report isn't scented. James, the only James, 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 James. We're going to hear from every witness in that Mueller report one way or the other. I guarantee gonna it. Hear from We're going to hear from all of them. The, the president, the president so can't the stop people. The president can't stop people who don't work done. from him from testifying. 631-451-1039 is my number. James, bring it up the marijuana night. I had a debate about uh, legalizing marijuana. Uh, I'm for it. Those of you who know me know I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any drugs. My only vice is ice cream and running. I guess I'm addicted to running. I've run 130 straight days now. 130 straight days. Five and a half miles a day on average. Um, and I had a debate with a guy who's probably smoked more weed than I will ever even think about smoking, and he was against legalization of marijuana. So go figure, right? I mean, I'm not saying he smokes weed, Mike. I don't know. I don't know what his uh, his I don't know what his habits are. But you know, he went to college in the late '60s, early '70s. I went to college in the '90s, so I'm pretty sure he was doing more of it than I was. Right, he's not that in the late sixties. No way, probably like, he was in like eighties. I think. Oh, the eighties. Right. Yeah, oh. all right. Hold up the beast. <laughs> <laughs> he probably. Either way, yeah. <laughs> so, either way, uh, you know. So it was a very interesting conversation. I do appreciate James liking my position on it because it is stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, why is that drug the one we don't, we're not allowed to have? We're allowed to have caffeine. We're allowed to have alcohol. Uh, but that one we can't have because sometime in the nineteen forties, somebody. Uh, saw a movie that was racist, and uh, yeah, now we want to arrest people for with something about it, something that every single person who's against has tried, right? Every single one. I tried it. I mean, I got nothing out of it. I coughed. <laughs> I tried it though, and so did everybody who's against it. Just keep that in mind, okay? They tried it and they didn't go to jail for it. Yet there's some kid sitting in prison right now because he had a marijuana cigarette, and I think that's ridiculous. And he's probably black or brown. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that is? Racism? Yeah, I think it's racism. I think that's it. Anyway, this is just, uh, I'm just, we are in the twilight zone a little bit here in our democracy where we're having these debates about things like marijuana while we have a man in office who is just disrespecting the institution he, he serves and the other institutions of our government. And I'm really, I can't wait to see what happens when the courts start order him to, re- to turn over documents that Congress is requesting, and he says no. I can't wait to see what happens. 
I wonder if he is going to go along with the court or he's going he's gonna to say, no way, I'm not going to honor that uh, when the Supreme Court finally rules and says you can't do it anymore. Going to be an interesting thing. All right, 631-451-1039 is my number. I'm live. I'm taking your calls. I'm going to tell about Scarlett Johansson and my dinner with her and Colin Jost. Other side of the break. You're listening to The Chris Hodge Show. I'll be right back. The Chris Hahn Show. All right, I'm back. I'm live. I'm taking your calls at 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, pick up the phone and give me a call at 631-451-1039. Don't forget to download my new podcast, Aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn on Revolver. You can get it wherever podcasts are found. It is free. If you like me here, you'll love me there. I'm really putting a lot of energy into promoting this thing. I'm promoting it all over the place. So please hook a brother up. When you get out, when you're done listening to the show tonight, go to your computer or your phone and download Aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn. Not the Aggressive Progressives, which is a former Young Turk podcast. That is a different podcast, and they suck. I'm not going to say that other word, Mike. I was about to say it. They suck. I don't. Get on mine. It's better. Okay? And I'm not bashing them because there are other fellow progressives. I'm bashing them because, you know, they're the type of people that were burning your bust in 2016 and gave us Donald Trump. And they'll probably be for somebody and nobody else this year. Where I, if you read the quotes, I've been quoted in like 25 papers in the last four days about the 2020. And they keep asking me who I'm with. And I'll tell you who I'm with. I'm with whoever could beat Donald Trump. I don't endorse candidates, but I do go against candidates, and I am against Donald Trump, okay? If Bernie emerges from the primary, I'll be with Bernie. Joe emerges from the primary, I'll be with Joe. If Kamala emerges from the primary, I'm going to be all about Kamala. The Young Turks, they might be Bernie or bust. That's why they suck, okay? 631-451-1039 is my number. I will be on... My regular spot, which has returned over the last three weeks, Justice with Judge Jeanine Pirro, she remembered how cute I was and, and how much America, conservative America loves to hate me. So I will be on Justice with Judge Jeanine Pirro, which uh, last Saturday night received its highest ratings of the year. And I was, of course, a part of that show. Uh, 631-451-1039. I'll be there. I'll be on the Ingram Angle on Monday. I'm doing Kennedy, I think, on Tuesday. And I got some other appearances next week. So uh, check me out at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. All right, so I promised I'd tell you why I missed last week's show. I had to call my boy Mike. I called you like around 2 o'clock. I'm like, Mike, no show tonight. What happened? Give me the dirt. So let me, uh, I'll start from the beginning. So um, I uh, had planned on being here. Yes. I had a guest booked. Mm-hmm. I was coming in to do the show. I was uh, at, at my day job, and uh, those of you who know me know I run either in the morning before I go to work, and if I can't do that because I got an early meeting, I run at lunchtime. I actually couldn't run in the morning for an early meeting, and then lunch, I had to go to a lunch meeting. So it's now about 1.30, and I'm out for a run okay. after lunch run because I had a lunch meeting. I worked through lunch, and I'm out on my run. It was a warm day. It was about 70 degrees. I'm out. I'm having a great run, man. I'm out Fair there enough. burning it up. My phone rings. Friend of mine, I hit 
voicemail because I'm out on my run and I didn't want to talk to him. He rings again. I stop my run. I take the call. I go, what did I do? (laughs) He goes, you didn't do anything. He goes, what are you doing tonight? I go, I got my radio show tonight. What do you mean? I got to talk to America tonight. That's my job. He goes, look, he goes, look, I got a special event tonight. I can't go to. I want you to go in my place. I'm having, do you want to have dinner with Colin Jost and his girlfriend, Scarlett Johansson? And I go, what do you mean? Am I going to go to some big ballroom and they're going to be sitting somewhere in the middle of the ballroom? He's yeah. like, no, no, no. It's a dinner party, 18 people. Her, Scarlett Johansson's got a twin brother. Yeah, I don't I know if you do this, right? Yeah. So her twin brother, brother Hunter, runs a nonprofit called Solar Responders, mm-hmm. and they are raising money to put solar panels and Tesla batteries in every firehouse in Puerto Rico, uh, so that if there's ever another hurricane, they could yeah. charge their batteries for their phones and things like that, and run yes. a few lights in the in the place. Maybe get some hot water for the for the for the firemen and firewomen that are. Did Elon there. try to do that already, or was, was I, Elon Musk involved with it too? Yeah, I was saying it was. Yeah, he, he was, yeah Tesla he was, Tesla was represented. So when it all so happened, he it's was a, talking about that. It's a dinner party. It's like 18 people at this dinner party. Okay, okay, 18 people. Where is it? I, I'm one city? of them. It's in Manhattan. All right. It's in Manhattan, a really cool restaurant called Hudson Clearwater. Now, you know me, Mike. I don't stay at any dinner party. I go, I have appetizers, I leave, right? Even, even Scarlett, the food was so good at this freaking place. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> I'm going back, first of all. Okay. I'm going back. All I right. talked to the owner. I said, I got to come back here. Is it hard to get a table? He's like, no, man, call me. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm in, baby. I'm in. It's a good fellow. It's funny. You go through the kitchen now. Yeah, I'm going to be one of those guys. Uh, so it was... Uh, uh, so the food was so good. I stayed the entire night. Right? right. But so let me tell you how the night begins. So I, I meet my buddy and he's like, Oh, but I'm really leaving. He's like, I'm leaving after cocktails. I'm going, we're going to, I'm going to have a drink. And I'm going to leave. We walk in, he leaves, literally leaves. He's like, Hey, this is Chris. He's filling in for me tonight. Uh, you might know him. You might see him on Fox news, uh-huh. blah, 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 whatever it is. Nobody seen me on Fox News in that room. Nobody had seen well, me on Fox maybe News. Maybe Colin, because you know he does. Colin, uh, I'd met before. Okay, I had met Colin yeah, Jost yeah. once before. Met him at a Yankee game. Had a long conversation with him. So I, yeah, I, I met him, and maybe he saw me on Fox about, News yeah. too. So I, I and uh, so I, I walk in. I'm having a conversation with uh, this real estate guy who happens to live next door to Colin or something like I that, and that. we're having a great conversation. So ScarJo walks in, and um, very unassuming comes in by herself. Walks in by herself, wearing a leather jacket, walks in. We're in the room is the size of the studio. Where we're eating dinner. Oh, really? It may be a little bit longer, but probably about as wide. Okay. And it's uh it's maybe a little bit longer. She walks into where we are and uh asks if she could get by us. Her brother was standing behind us. Yeah. And I say, Oh, of course, yes. And I turn to this guy I was talking to and I go, you know, only in New York. Can one of the most famous people on the planet walk by you and you have to pretend you don't know who she is, right? <laughs> and he goes, and I go, I really feel bad about that. Yeah. I really wanted to just say, can I take a picture with you? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? like, like, I was like, I had just seen the Avengers movie like three days before. <laughs> okay. So I, I was like, what? What's going on here? She exactly. walks by and I say that. I say that out loud to this guy. And he goes, you want to feel worse? I know her, and she acted like she didn't know me. <laughs> and I go, that's funny. So, you know, I go, I introduce myself to her. I say hi. I say hi to Colin. I talk yeah. to Colin for a little bit. We sit down at dinner. She's literally sitting two people away from me. I mean, no, no freaking joke, man. Yeah. 
But I didn't, you know, you in that situation in the village in New York. I'm at this party. Everybody was fabulous, right? Everybody was smart and diverse and had yeah. interesting things going on. I'm sitting there like I'm a freaking idiot, right? What do you mean, uh, dude? Idiot. Let me tell you something. You stand up. Let, let me tell you something. You got to hear the story, right? It's, it's. I, I mean, the entire night. I felt like I was an 11 year old who got put advanced into high school. Yeah, like I'm right. now in ninth grade and I'm 11. I'm 11 years old. <laughs> I kept thinking to myself. I literally kept thinking to myself the entire night. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to ask me to leave. They're going to come up to me and say, "Excuse me, and sir." Enough. Yeah, yeah, you you really don't belong here. Nobody was taking pictures of them. Like like I couldn't walk up to her and say, "Can I take a selfie for my Facebook page?" Yeah, right. Like I couldn't do any no, of that shit. Of course not. Of course that was not, not going you on. Act like you belong. Like you know? the first time I met Colin Jost, I took a picture of Colin Jost. I mean, yeah. I, I'll, I'll tweet it later on. But it's 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 uh, it's it, it, nobody was doing anything like that. Yeah, and people were just acting like she wasn't there. Like this is the thing that drove me nuts. Okay, now. That's how you got to be. Like, if it was L.A., it would be a whole different story, you know. No, but, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I think so. Well, that's what, that's what I, I All I'm telling you is this. I'm at this restaurant, like, where every woman and every man in the restaurant looks like a freaking model. Mm-hmm. I'm the only guy there wearing a suit. I was in a suit. I came right from my day job. I took yeah. my tie off because I looked like an idiot. And by the way, I had no TV appearances. And I was coming to the radio show, so I wasn't wearing a good suit. I was wearing a suit that didn't fit me, basically, because I've lost a lot of weight. None of yeah, my suits fit me. I got, like, I got like three suits that fit me, and that wasn't one of them. Yeah. And I'm wearing I felt completely out of place. Oh, I felt man. like a freaking idiot. And by, by the way, everybody was nice to me. Conversations were great. They mm-hmm. were deep. They were intense. People had a lot going on. We, I had a lot of great conversations. Food could not have been better. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I ate everything they put in front of me, and I'm on a diet because everything was good. Everything was good in that place. Hudson Clearwater. Cha- I don't know I'm if you could get in because, honestly, I literally, I, I, when I walked away from my little private, like it wasn't like a private room. It was just like it's there. a yeah. staircase up by the kitchen where we ate. Uh-huh. It was like a table set up for 18 people, and we sat at the table, and we ate there. And um, I sat with her brother. I talked to her brother for like an hour. I talked to her for like two minutes. Like, maybe that's even more. Like, yeah, how you doing? (laughs) How's everything? But I talked to her brother. I didn't want to be that guy. Like, hi, Scarlett. I'm Chris. I have a radio show. Could you come on? Yeah, right. (laughs) You You can't do that. I didn't want to be that guy. You know, I'll have Casey Armstrong on. I mean, I know, uh, you know. I'm okay with that because he yeah, works here. And, exactly. And he's a Long Island guy and he's not nearly as beautiful as Scarlett Johansson or as famous. Uh, but uh, it, it's just, it was, it, it just struck me how everybody just pretended she wasn't there. Right. Like just, there were people talking to her, but everybody else was like, Oh yeah, is the biggest star in the world who's in a movie that made a billion dollars this week? Yeah, right. like this week, <laughs> this week that movie made a billion dollars, America. All time, and everybody's out there like, "Oh, Scarlett here? Is she even like this? Is New York? This is how we are." And I'm sitting there in the corner. Be I'm sitting three. I'm literally sitting two people away from her. I'm yeah. two people between me and her, right? And I'm like, "When are they going to ask me to leave? <laughs> like, uh, do they know I'm here?" Uh-huh. You know, and, and I've been, I always used to have, like, anybody who works with their mouth, right? If you're a guy who talks for a living, mm-hmm. even if that's your living, like you sell things or you are a lobbyist or an attorney like I am, people who work that don't have a craft where you actually build something and have a finished po- product always feel, at some point in their career, feel like they're a fraud. Like, why are they paying me money to do this, right? I, I, I get that feeling all the time. Why do they, why am I the one on TV? Why? 
why are people paying me to do these things? And I, you know, I've kind of gotten past that. I feel like I've hit a stride both in my media career and my regular day job career where I don't really have those feelings anymore. Okay. And it really was intense that night. I mean, I felt awkward all night long. I felt like I didn't belong there, like somebody was going to kick me out. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and I don't know if it was because Scarlett Johansson was there or the people that were there. Like there was like the senior VP from Tesla, somebody from some big solar company was there. We were all talking. I know a lot about energy. We were talking about it. It was just a, you know, and then the, the, the owner of the place comes over to me and starts talking. And everybody, Mike, everybody <laughs> could not have been cooler to me. Yeah. I felt like, you know, you know that Seinfeld when Costanza has the, the, the picture of the model? Yeah, he goes, a little, <laughs> he goes this is my dead girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My model died. The picture yeah. of man hands. It was man hands. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was, it, and he, I felt like, like I was Costanza and like they're going to find out that that's like not my girl. You're going to go back to the restaurant. It's not going to be there next time. Yeah, the go there and it's going to be gone. And then he's like, it's been there for nine years. I mean, it, it's a... And you never would, by the way, you would walk by this place. You would walk by it and not even know it's Those there. Those are the best places. Honestly. Yeah. They I mean, really it's, are. and then you, you walk know, in you and it's, it's just there. cool and hip and the food was great. So that's oh. why I missed last week. Hey, man. I, 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 am sorry. I missed you guys. I, I know you were expecting me there. I had been promoting that I'd be there, uh, here, but you know, how many times am I going to call and say, Hey, you want to have dinner with Scarlett Johannes? Freaking Avenger, yeah, <laughs> and and the host of Weekend Update, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh man, sign me up. Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah. Sorry, Mike. I mean, I like your beard and everything, but uh, thanks, bud. And and, right. and oh yes, uh, for every man who I've talked to, the answer is yes. She is absolutely as stunning in person as oh, she yeah. is on TV. Mm-hmm. Stunning. And the thing about her is cool down to the earth the whole nine. I mean, it was like she wasn't even famous. She just was hanging out. And, and that was just, you know, that's the best thing I could say that's about it. That's the whole, like, New York vibe, though. And I like. was the one who was intimidated. She wasn't doing anything to intimidate me. No, I was not. the one who was, like, feeling weird. I mean, I'm older. I was, like, one of the older people there. I was, you know, I'm like, everybody, well, sorry. I was one of the people who admitted to being as old as he was there. There were a lot of people lying about the <laughs> That's the one thing I will say about the people in that room. Yeah. They were not telling me. Some of them were, most of them were younger than me. Almost, like, like Scarlett's 35 years old. It's well known. We know that. So that's younger than me. But there were a lot of people there that were telling me they were 42 that were definitely older than me. Okay? I'm just, just, just for the record, you know, I have had this conversation with you for the last five years if I should start lying about my age. Yes, I have. And I said, uh, no, and, man. I mean, I'm thinking about starting to tell people I'm 40. Because I look like I'm 40. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I have a hat on. <laughs> but, hey, man, people, I don't, my buddy's bald. He's 21. He, he just turned 22 and he's bald. A lot so. of people there, a lot of bald guys there. There you go. Lying about their age. Maybe it's a thing. And I was like, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> do they look Do they look like that, or they look actually look older than what they were I, saying? I just, it, you know, you here's the tell thing. It. I could tell by the conversations we were having how old they were. Uh-huh. You know, right, frames yeah. of references exactly. from, like, Battlestar yeah, yeah. Galactica. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm binging <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, the new series. I'm binge-watching it. I would watched it when it came out on Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and, but I didn't have a DVR back then. This is how far I've come, man. That That... Show was on. I guess in two thousand and four came out. I was not. I was not successful enough to afford a DVR. In two that two DVRs existed when that show came out. I just did not have one yet. No, there actually there was TiVo's. TiVo's. It was TiVo's. Yeah, DVR I, was Cablevision TiVo's. might have had their first DVR at that point too. They existed. I just couldn't afford it. 
So I missed a lot of that Battlestar Galactica series, yeah. and now it's yeah. on Amazon, and oh, I'm binging it. I'm watching every minute of it. I finished season one last night. Uh, it is, to me, one of the greatest shows on Earth, but I was talking to people about the original Battlestar Galactica, which I remember from a kid, and you really would have to be my age or older to remember that show, because it came out, I think, in 1977. Oh, really? Wow. It might have been 78, but it was the 70s, and I was like eight years, seven or eight years old when it came out. So the people who were telling me that they were older than me, younger than me, younger than, younger than you, and that, remember that, that, that no. show, because it was only on, I think, for three years. It, I think it lasted till 81. It was short. And then they found Earth. <laughs> so, so it was, you know, so yeah, I got that. I'm talking about Battlestar Galactica and the original series versus the old, because they both are deep series. The, the, the new one's a really deep series, really deep. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I got to tell you. It stresses me out almost as much as no, I feel that I feel you about that whole age thing. You know, I'm hanging out with uh, a lot of younger people with uh, my show and everyone that I have in my show. The Bittleman Show, which is Sunday nights people. at 7 o'clock right 7 here. 7 o'clock right here. I'll be live this Sunday. We're going to talk about Oh, you're going to be live? Yeah, we're talking crazy mother stories for Mother's Day. Oh, very nice. <laughs> How's your mom feel about you not being home on Mother's Day? Come we're doing brunch. We're doing stuff in the morning. All right. So yeah, all right. right. Yeah, yeah. I got to take care of her early. So. You're hanging out with a lot of young people. So, yeah. So, like, with the crew, I'm like, the people that I'm surrounded with, there's a, a lot of artists, young artists, and all that stuff. So, I'm always, I'm the oldest guy basically right there, you know with my age right so it's like oh hell do you like yeah don't worry about that <laughs> it's not a thing it's like oh i'm 32 and they're like oh yeah, you better shave that beard before it goes gray man it's coming no it's not it's coming <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go great i don't know man i look at the age is look it's I, fickle you know i should have nothing to be ashamed about but like you know, i have like, oh, friends man. that are in their 30s that can't keep up with me on on a run run anymore you know, I had a friend who died who was in his 20s who couldn't keep up with me on a run. And uh, sad, he died in a car accident. Uh, but uh, it was, by the way, uh, and the Avengers, for some reason, whenever I see Spider-Man, it reminds me of this guy. So really? <laughs> it kind of looks like him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Scott Martella, you guys know who he is. Um, uh, but it's a, the Avengers movie, if you haven't seen it yet, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a personal friend of Scarlett Johansson now. <laughs> this is not because I, I it's not because Scarlett said, could you plug? We're dinner hey, friends. Hey, man, could you go on your radio show and plug my blockbuster movie? Billion dollar movie. <laughs> my that made billion this dollar movie. I'm going to see it again because it was spectacular. So I have not seen it yet. You haven't seen it? I'm not going to give anything away. I know everything I have. I've uh, read everything. I'm not going to give anything away. I'm an idiot. But uh, it was the perfect end to a series. It really was like a great final chapter. I felt it tied everything together for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what, I've, that's what I've heard. I've heard a lot. Of it. Yeah, it really I think it's great. Is, I mean, it's great ending. People, I think it should be nominated for an Oscar. I, I do. I mean, I, I loved it. I laughed. Mm-hmm. I cried. I was excited. I, I was on the edge of my seat. It was three hours long. I, I felt like it went by like that. Yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow. And I want to go see it again. And by the way, I already got my tickets for Spider-Man coming out uh, July, July 4th weekend. Uh, and actually, it's official, its official release day is July 5th, which happens to be my wedding anniversary. Uh, but it's actually starting on July 1st, and I'm going on July 2nd. So go. I got tickets. See the new trailer? I have not seen the new trailer. You shouldn't see it if you I'm haven't seen it, if you haven't seen Endgame because it gives everything away. I know. I, I've read. I've read everything. I've seen all the spoilers already. I do like myself well, all I mean, the time. Well, I mean, you know, it's been out for three weeks now, Mike. Wait, I was wait, away. Wait. I was in Colorado when it came out, Mike. We are in public space. <laughs> we have to deal with pop culture. If everybody's seen the movie, you you got to talk about it on the Piddleman show. I that's why I read all the spoilers. So I don't know <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm, I'm gonna go see it tomorrow though. No, I'm off tomorrow during the day. So I'm gonna go. Are you gonna go during the day? 
Yeah. All right. Go no, see no, I, that's a big thing. I hate going to movies with crowds in it because whenever I go, like people are laughing, I like ugh. It's disgusting. I, I gotta tell you, I, I like I seeing crowd movies. I am not movies. a crowd guy. I don't like going to places where there are crowds. But that was something. I like seeing a movie in a crowd for some reason. Oh, I no. like going on opening oh, weekend, ew, ew. hearing all the roars. Gross. And now that you could reserve your seat, it's not such a big deal. When you used to have to fight people for seats and you have to get there two hours early, yeah. that stunk. Now you can go and say, okay, I'm going to go at 7.30 and I'm going to sit right here. Yeah. And I got my seats already for a movie in July because I know it's going to be a huge crowd. Because <laughs> like Definitely Endgame, is. I wound up not going until Sunday because uh, it was, you, know, you couldn't impossible. get tickets. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's amazing but but my friend Scarlett's in it. She's got a very big part. You might have heard of Black Widow. Oh, she's that's an her? Avenger. That's who she is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I told my daughter. I said I can't bring you to soccer no practice tonight because I gotta go have dinner with Scarlett Johansson. She's like, "Who's that?" I go, "Black Widow." She goes, "Black Widow." <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. All right. I like it. I got Matt Welsh coming up on the other side of the breaks. We'll get back to politics. And I'll take your calls a little later on. 631-451-1039. You're listening to The Chris Hodge Show. And I'll be right back. Conservatives crazy since the day he was born. The Chris Hahn Show. All right, I'm back. I'm live. I'll take your calls if you want to get on the action at 631 451 1039. That's 631 451 1039. Don't forget, you can catch me on Saturday night, Justice with Judge Janine Pirro. Monday night, I will be on uh, the Ingram Angle. That'll be me and Dan Bongino. I know a lot of you like me debating Dan Bongino. We'll be on on Monday night, 10 o'clock hour, probably the top of the hour. That's where we usually are when I'm on with Danny Boy. Uh, And then I will be on the Kennedy Show on Tuesday. I got other appearances next week. I don't know exactly when they are yet. Follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter to check that stuff out. Of course... I want you to download my podcast. I know I've been saying it all night. It's a new venture. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. It's called Aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn. It's on the Revolver Podcast Network, uh, but you can get it on iTunes, you get it on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know where you get podcasts from. There are lots of places. I, I, I'm told there are lots of places to get a podcast. I only get mine on iTunes because I have an iPhone, but if you have a, a, a Kindle or you have a, a Samsung Galaxy or something else, uh, people still have Nooks, Mike. Uh, you know, you could get you, you get it get it there. <laughs> so on a Nook, a Nook or a Zoom, a Zoom. <laughs> I watched Guardians of the Galaxy two again. Oh, did you? <laughs> I, so that's a, one of the scenes in that. So you could get get your pod get get it wherever you download your podcast. It's free. You could subscribe. It'll be there every Tuesday. I'm doing a new one. Uh, every week on Tuesday. It's a good time. If you like me here, you will absolutely love me there. And I really hope you support me there. Uh, aggressive Progressive with Chris Hahn. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to be part of the conversation. Oh, my good friend. Always take her call when she lights up. Terry from Patchog. How you doing, hey, Terry? Man. I want to say brag, brag, brag. <laughs> I'm not bragging. It's not oh, bragging. It's pitching. Hour, I'm brag, begging brag. people to watch. I'm begging people to download. <laughs> this is, I'm trying story. to make a living here, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what was that dinner about with the Scarlet Girl? It was about her brother's charity. Her oh. brother has a charity called uh, Solar Responders. They're trying to... Uh, so Puerto Rico, I was devastated by hurricane Maria last year and all of the fire departments, uh, in Puerto Rico were without power for months. Some of them, uh, and, and the San Juan, uh, firehouse, uh, which services over a million people, uh, the firemen and women were working in the dark. They couldn't charge their radios, but they were showing up to do their job. So, uh, this con, you know, a couple of people had a good idea, you know, combine solar panels with a Tesla battery. It won't do everything that they need, but it'll, it'll give them enough power to, to light the place up and, uh, and charge their, uh, their, the batteries on their radio so they could communicate. Uh, so that's what it was. They were raising money for that. And it was, oh, okay. uh, it was awesome. I, I had a good time. Well, whoever said you show up last week was very confusing because I kept on getting repeats and. And like, what is oh, this show? Must be another repeat. So it was like two repeats in, in two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't supposed to be on repeat last week because the Islanders were not playing the week before. We had a problem because we didn't know when the Islanders would be playing. So I wound up having to cancel the week before because I couldn't adjust my TV schedule for my radio schedule. And now I'm back on on Thursdays for the foreseeable future, uh, Terry. So you could set your clock by 8 o'clock. Look, there are going to be days I got to take off. You know, I mean, I'm a human being. I'm going to Italy in the summer. But it's a not for long, just for a week. I'm going to miss at least one show. Uh, And it's uh, but it's a. Uh, but I'll be here on Thursdays. So, uh, and I might, okay. I might even pre-tape some if I'm going to really be out. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about the, uh, the opportunity to be on a regular schedule again. The uh, hockey season's over. I'm upset about that because I'm a big Islander fan, but, uh, no more preemptions on Thursday night for a little while. Okay. Well, I need to, let me speak for another minute. Go ahead. Um, I was very happy with your guy, uh, complaining about that idiot, uh, with the chicken bucket of chicken. Yes. I don't like that. Oh, he was gross. I think it's serious. Uh, This is a serious matter. It needs a serious conversation. You can't be making jokes. I know. That that was uncalled for. And another comment or question. Do you consider me a heckler? No, I don't consider you a heckler. I consider you a caller. Fan of the show. I think you're a fan. I'm a fan. I had my son listen to my uh, call in a few weeks ago, and he goes, Mom, you're heckling that guy. I don't know. We have an understanding. Terry's son, I love your mom. She's one of my favorite callers. Uh, even when she disagrees with me, she knows I love her. And I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your opinion. I don't think you're a heckler at all. I appreciate it. All okay, right, Terry? Good. All right. We'll straighten him out. Straighten him out for me, okay? <laughs> and tell your wife I said happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day okay. to you, too. I'll talk Thank to you, you. soon. Okay, That's Terry you. from Patchogue, one of my favorite callers. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. And you know what I love about Terry? She calls in at the 930 hour when I get very few calls. Well, she called earlier when we were talking about Scarlett Johansson. Oh, she called when I was on. And the I said, "Yeah, she's like, I was like, oh, he's gonna be talking about this for a little bit. She's gonna like, oh, call back later." Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to take calls during that. I, I, you know, it's hard to take calls when I'm trying to do that live Twitter or Facebook thing because they can't get the call. And you know, look, let me be honest with you, America. I have been doing multiple radio shows this week. I've been hosting other people's radio shows. I've been in big demand. Um. And I have to go home from here and do another like 20 minutes for somebody else's radio show from my house. I am, I have been talking 
all week. I am amazed I still have a voice, okay? It's been a it's been a good week. And I got to do my podcast over the weekend. I, I got so much content that I've been spinning out the last couple of days. I hope that there's some news on Saturday that I could talk about for my podcast uh, when I record it over the weekend. Um, but it's a, uh, it, I've been talking a lot. And now I'm in this uh, 9.30 hour where I like to talk about pop culture and stuff. And I already spent a half an hour talking about pop culture. <laughs> so, I mean, I want to talk about Trump, but you heard it. But let me just, let me just put an exclamation point on a point I made about the constitutional crisis. I kind of disagree that we're in a constitutional crisis right now. I think we're heading towards one. I think the president saying no to Congress is not a constitutional crisis. They are both going to go to court now, right? The Congress is going to go to court to get the president to honor their subpoena. And the court, I believe, is going to say, yes, you have to honor their subpoena. When we are at a constitutional crisis is when the president says, make me. And I think that's what he's going to do. Now, when he gets to that point and he says, make me, that is when we're going to see where people really stand about this republic. Because if he says, make me, and Republicans still support him in the Senate, I'm not talking about the, you know, the MAGA hat wearing guys who show up at his rallies. I'm not talking about them. I, like, I, I agree with him. He could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they'd still be with him. It's just, just the way it is. But that's only about 33, 34% of the country, maybe 37%. If the elected members of the United States Senate And the elected governors across this country agree with him when he says, make me to the Supreme Court of the United States. They will agree with him, whatever he does, whether he says election schmection. I don't know if I'm saying that right. You know what election? We don't need to have an election. Or if he says, oh, I lost the election. No, I didn't come get me out. Then we're in a real constitutional crisis. Okay, we have a checks and balances, and when the parties, you know, when the when the Congress and the President disagree on what the law says, the arbiter of that is the United States Supreme Court. It has been that way since the 1700s, and it is something that needs to be upheld. And if the President disagrees with judicial review and says, make me, that is a constitutional crisis. That is a tipping point. And I think, America, we are headed there. I think we're going to get to a point where the president of the United States says to the Supreme Court, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want. Because he thinks that he controls the Supreme Court. He thinks he's got uh, five votes. He thinks it's going to be 5-4 in his favor. I don't think so. I think it's going to be 6-3. I think that there will be six votes to make the president turn over documents, make his cabinet officials testify. 6-3. 6-3. And I don't think the court's going to punt. Courts love to punt. This could be a political question. Courts don't like to rule on political questions. And I know if they decide for some reason that it's a political question and they don't want to rule, everybody will say they punted. They, I, I will read the opinion before I said they punted, but I don't think they could punt. That's when you really have to say the wheels are off. Now, look, senators could stand up and say, if the president doesn't abide by the subpoena, I will support impeachment. And that might change his mind. But I don't think they will. 
I mean, some of them will. I think Mitt Romney will. I think clearly Senator Burr might, a couple others. Susan Collins will pretend that she will, and then she'll say, no, I'm going to be with the president, because that's what she does. Um, that's what you have to watch for, America. You have to watch for that. I mean, he has no respect for Congress. Very little respect for the rule of law. When he's told by the court, when he's ordered by the United States Supreme Court, a place where he put two members, and he says no, constitutional crisis. Now, if he says yes, okay, let's bring the people in. Let's, let's go on with our business. Democrats are in a tough spot because they, they think that politically they can't impeach this president. I'm not so sure about that anymore. I think that his behavior is really erratic and really deserves the ultimate in check and balances. And, you know, if they're not going to impeach the president, I have been suggesting uh, on my various multi- multimedia appearances this week uh, that we try impeachment by proxy. And what do I mean by that? Impeachment by proxy. I don't know if Mike's there, but impeachment by proxy is when they impeach somebody else, like, I don't know, Attorney General Bill Barr, instead of impeaching the president of the United States. Bill Barr is not somebody who I think most Republican senators are going to die on a hill for. Bill Barr is obstructing justice right now. Bill Barr is ignoring subpoenas to come testify and produce documents to the Congress. Bill Barr can be removed by the can be impeached by the House of Representatives the same as the president. And during those impeachment proceedings, they would then be entitled to all the documents they are requesting. For a variety of reasons. And all that stuff will come to light and the public will get it and we won't have impeached the president and it won't be as dramatic and public opinion will not be as tilted. And I wonder which Republicans in the United States Senate are going to put their career and their reputation on the line for Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Eeyore. Impeachment by proxy. One, two, three. It's as easy to do as your ABCs. That's what we should be asking Congress to do right now. Impeachment by proxy. 631-451-1039. Let me go to the phones. Let me go to James in Calverton again. James, how you doing? You're back. Um, yeah. Um, you want to see uh, Trump's taxes. I want to see everybody in Congress, everybody in senators. I want to see Governor Cuomo's taxes. Governor Cuomo releases taxes. his taxes, and so do most members of the United States Senate. Almost all of them, actually. So, I mean, it's it's a policy. Yeah, no, but I want to see the real ones. Yeah, no, the they release their taxes, James. They release the their IRS the document taxes. They do it every year. This is the only president in the history of presidents that hasn't since, since Nixon. It's ridiculous. And let me explain this to you, James. If Somebody doesn't do something that they ordinarily would do in this situation. They are hiding something, and you got to ask the question, what are they hiding? This is a guy whose taxes we just saw from the 80s showed he lost $100 million a year. Now, what's that all about? He's hiding something, James. You deserve the truth. You deserve transparency, and he should give them over for you. 631-451-1039. That's, you know, I didn't even talk about that yet tonight. The president of the United States... He lost $100 million a year for 10 straight years now that we've seen some tax records. The New York Times reported on it today. 
$100 million a year. I got to tell you, I don't know how you spend $100 million a year, let alone lose it in bad investments. This is a guy who people voted for because they thought he was a genius. This is why they look, America, this is why he doesn't want you to seize taxes. Okay, there, there are two reasons. My, I have two theories. Okay, one, he's not as rich as he says he is, and he loses a lot of money, and he's heavily in debt. Two, he doesn't want you to know who he's in debt to. He doesn't want you to follow the money to his debt because that money probably goes to Russia, and that's his biggest fear. Be very skeptical of people like you know everybody who's run for president. Everybody who's been president since Richard Nixon has released their tax returns. Governor Cuomo has released his tax returns. The senators from the state released their tax returns. Most senators, most people in Congress released their tax returns. It's not something that people in public life don't do. He's not doing it, right? We have a president. We have a president who tells you he's smart, but he sues his colleges So you can't see his grades. We have a president that tells you he's rich, but he doesn't want you to see his tax returns. He doesn't want you looking under the hood of his businesses. We have a president who tells you he's innocent, but he doesn't want you to hear from the people testifying in that Mueller report. He definitely doesn't want you to hear from Robert Mueller himself. Ask yourself the question, what is he hiding? If he's got nothing to hide, if he, if the Mueller report really, truly exonerates the president of the United States, he would be encouraging Robert Mueller to speak before Congress. He would be encouraging Bill Barr to release the unredacted report. He would have leaked it himself if it truly exonerates him. But he's not. Ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. And I got one more, one more story I want to tell, one more tidbit I got to talk about tonight, Mike. Jerry Farwell Jr. Have you heard about this guy? No. All right. Well, Jerry Farwell Jr., I, I, he's, so, you know, he's famous because he's Jerry Farwell's son. You probably know who Jerry Farwell was. Jerry Farwell was a big evangelical okay. minister. All right. Uh, Jerry Farwell Jr., a couple days before the Iowa caucuses in 2016, surprised the world when he endorsed Donald Trump for president. Big evangelical leader, huge following, president of Liberty University. A lot of evangelicals in the race, notably Ted Cruz, who launched his campaign at Liberty University. A lot of others. Well, earlier this week, Michael Cohen, the president's attorney, went to jail. Mike, Mm -hmm. not watching the news. Got to watch the news, man. No, you know about this then. Michael Cohen went to jail. And on his way to jail, a story was leaked to the New York Times that Michael Cohen had helped Jerry Falwell Jr. retrieve some, let's say, interesting photographs. Scandalous, yes. (laughs) Photographs, as he describes, that one might send between a husband and a wife, Mm -hmm. (laughs) although I don't think it was his wife. And Michael Cohen happened to hold on to one of those photographs, by the way. Smart man. Yeah, and uh, shortly thereafter, Jerry Falwell Jr. endorsed the president of the United States. Now, 
any other president of the United States at any other point in this history. This would be one of the biggest scandals. It would be all anybody was talking about. A, a major evangelical leader who has sex pictures, maybe even a sex tape. Most likely this day and age. Right. Wouldn't be surprised if there was a, another dude in it either, by the way. I'm not saying he's gay. Don't sue me. I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me is what I'm saying. Because all these guys who are anti-gay, you know, remember Allegedly. last two weeks ago, I was talking about how he was calling out Pete yes. Buttigieg? Same guy. Mm-hmm. Remember he said Pete Buttigieg should repent? Hmm. I wonder what you should be repenting on. Let him without sin cast the first stone. Didn't you read the Bible? Yeah, I kind of want. I don't want to see the picture, Mike. Yes, you, you know, no, no, no. It's, it's like no. something gross or disgusting. You'd be like, you don't want to see. It. Like you look I, away, but like, I, oh no, I don't want to see it. I just want to retweet it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I want. I want my mom to see it. Who's an evangelical course, Trump course, supporter? You got to see. Want to see? It, I want other evangelical Trump supporters to see it and understand why this evangelical leader endorsed the president of the United States. Why is it this should be the number one story? I should have talked. I haven't, I got a minute left in the show and I'm just talking about it now. Yeah. Go to my podcast. I'm going to talk about it all day on my podcast, the aggressive progressive podcast on revolver, wherever you get a podcast, the aggressive progressive with Chris Hahn, make sure you download it because this guy's a hypocrite and he needs to be discussed. And I'm going to discuss it's, it. It's always like that, you know. Ah, all right. I think the world has had enough of me for one night. <laughs> Although I got to go do 20 more never, minutes. Never, man, else. never. I got to remind you all to seek the truth. Question everything. Question everyone. Even me, America. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look hard enough. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. We wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid, we work ourselves dead, and all just because that's what mom and dad say we should do. We should run through the forests, we should swim in the streams, we should laugh, we should cry, we should love, we should dream, we should stare at the stars and not just at screens. Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com.